Good morning, and thank you for joining us here on The Extra, the show that connects you with the topics, people, and organizations that are important to this community. It's a way of connecting the community, and it sure gives us a way to expose the community to some of the organizations that keep things running, especially in the nonprofit sector. So today our focus is going to be on Kids Crossing. Kids Crossing is an organization that whose mission is to help support foster families and, and try to uh, be that safety net for the kids who are placed into foster care uh, throughout our community. So we're so pleased to have with us uh, Ben Scoach, who's uh, the uh, affiliated with Kids Crossing. And Ben, first of all, I know I, I probably mispronounced your name. Can you pronounce it for our listeners properly? Yeah, my name is Ben Shock, and I'm with Kids Crossing. Yeah. Okay, so I did get it completely wrong. Close, close. You got it close. We're, we're right there. We're right there with you. I, knew <laughs> I, bet, I bet you get that a lot. So tell us about Kids Crossing and your job there. Yeah, I'm um, Kids Crossing is a, a nonprofit child placement agency here in Colorado. We're located in Colorado Springs, Pueblo, and Denver, and out in La Junta as well. And we um, license, recruit, and support, and you know, help manage uh, foster homes for children in our areas. And we want to make sure that we can try to keep children, you know, local and, and in their communities where they reside. And we try to keep them in, um, you know, a, a safe, loving um, environment while they're in their foster care journey. And you are a placement coordinator there, correct? What What does that entail? You know, we do. Uh, we talk to a lot of the, you know, different county department of human services across the state, and we, um, you know, try to match children coming into foster care with with foster homes that can meet their needs or are in their communities. We we kind of take into a multiple of factors, and we try to make sure we can make the most stable um, placement that we can. So we make sure that the kids come into foster care are are they're not they, they remain in one foster home if, if at all possible and then they can move back home with their families or if they can move with kinship or relatives then we try to facilitate that as well um but we, we work really closely with the department of human services throughout the state is there demand for foster families in el paso county what does that look like oh yeah there's a there's a big demand i think that we're always looking for families that um, are going to be able to meet the, the, the various needs of all of the kids in our communities. We have, you know, a need for families, you know, from zero, from ages range of, of newborn mm-hmm. all the way up to the, you know, to, to older teenagers kind of emancipating and kind of moving out and tr- trying to figure out life after foster care as young adults in our communities. So um, there definitely is a need for, for a vast age range and um, skill set and um, the ability to meet a lot of different various needs of the kids and that we work with. And you talk about it, it with the placement uh, element of this, finding, you know, a foster family that matches with the foster child or children that are, are coming into the care system or maybe transferring in the care system. Who would you say makes the ideal foster parent? You know, I think that I get asked that question a lot. And I think the ideal foster parent is someone who's has some, the time and the capacity to just show up and be available and and be able to engage with a child and a family or, or sibling set and be able to give you know part of their heart and their home and to support them um, just that willingness to to be a part of 
of someone else's life and and be that support system as they kind of navigate some difficult times. Um, you know, I think that that's the first step. You have you have to have that that want to that ability to say you know take that step in and and say yes. Let's let's try to help someone else out. Now, are there any certifications needed to uh, become a foster parent? Yeah, I mean, we have a, a pretty, uh, I don't want to say rigorous, but it's pretty um, in-depth um, certification process that includes a number of different background checks and um, criminal checks, those kinds of things, as well as a, a very rigorous um, kind of home study process where we kind of go in and there's um, several sets of interviews that we do with foster parents prior to them becoming licensed, and then there's also um, a lot of training to kind of introduce them to foster care, the rules, regulations, expectations, all of the things that they may be um, exposed to kind of in the beginning and, and make sure that they're set up for success as much as we can. Now, one thing that I find so uh, personally heartbreaking is that uh, for teenagers who are in the foster care system here in our community, and, and really almost uh, statewide and nationwide, that that is a difficult category to place. Why is that? You know, I think that, um, you know, it, it is, it is a, they come with their own unique challenges kind of based on their age and situations, kind of what they've been through. Um, you know, they're one of my, you know, personally, you know, I, I like working with teenagers, I always have. Um, you know, they have a lot of, um, like I said, unique, it's very unique, unique situation. Everyone has their own story. They've, they've lived a lot of life in those, you know, teen years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're trying to figure out what's next for them. Um, they might not always have kind of the smoothest road up to this point when we get to work with them, but we, we definitely try to meet them where they're at and, and make sure that we can build their skills up so they can have um, a successful future after foster care. Right. Um, there's just a lot of emotions, a lot, like I said, a lot of history, a lot of, of trauma that comes with that. They've, they've been exposed to more than they may have been um, just a different, you know, their, their story looks so much different than maybe, you know, a younger child who in this in, in a similar position. So we definitely, you know, with that just comes unique challenges that we um, just need to be able to, as a system and as, as, a, as a community, be able to kind of rise to the occasion and, and try to meet those needs because those are the kids that are going to be, you know, moving into our communities as, as young adults and we want to make sure that we can help them be successful as possible. And deserving of that same safety net because this is a, a system, I, I mean, they end up in the system through no fault of their own. Uh, this is uh, where the community can really come together to help support them. And your organization, Kids Crossing, also provides services and programs, correct, to help support uh, families, uh, adults who decide to become a caregiver for a foster child? Yeah, we have you know, a, a full clinic here at, at the at the agency here in Colorado Springs in El Paso County. So we have, um, you know, clinical services, individual therapy, family therapy. We have in-home services that can go and meet families in their home and help them kind of game plan and um, work through, you know, navigate any kind of situation that comes up. Um, there's kind of firsthand in-person support for all of those situations. We have a a therapeutic work program. I think maybe you guys are going to get into a little bit here in, in a few minutes in a later segment, but that also kind of helps build, you know, those skills for, for kids to be able to get out to the workforce. Um, we have educational support for kids to help them um, work through any kind of educational challenges that they may be presented with throughout their time in foster care. 
Um, we're really trying to take a, a holistic approach to try to, like I said, build kind of as much of those skills and supports internally to help them be successful as they move forward. Well, Ben, Chuck, it's a pleasure to talk to you. And I know we're going to be uh, checking in with you a little later on, uh, continuing our conversation. So stick on the line, stay on the line. If people out there are listening and would like to get more information about becoming uh, perhaps a foster parent or also learning more about the organization, Kids Crossing, and how they can support their mission, uh, the URL is, uh, the link is kidscrossing.com, and we'll make sure that we put that link on our podcast page. So if you're listening to this after the fact or want to go back and find out more, you can go to krdo.com slash radio and find our podcast page. Uh, We have more of the extra, and our focus today, Kids Crossing, coming up in just a few minutes here on KRDO News Radio. We're back with our guests from Kids Crossing. Again, Kids Crossing is dedicated to placing children in the foster care system in El Paso County. Not just El Paso County, I should mention, Pueblo County as well. Uh, We're going to talk more about the locations, etc. a little later on. But uh, right now we're going to turn to the KRDO Newsline where we're joined by Brad Roundsavel, who's going to be telling us about the Groundbreakers program, part of Kids Crossing. Hi there, Brad. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. So let's talk about the Groundbreakers program. What is it? Yeah, so the Groundbreakers program at at Kids Crossing is um, a trauma-informed work program where we uh, teach kids how to work. Um, we, We pay them from the moment they start. Um, we teach them how to work, and we also do uh, 50% healing. Uh, so we, we, we do non-traditional uh, movement-based kind of therapeutic activities and group discussions. And um, basically, we, we have a community where teens can plug in, uh, learn how to work, get the support they need, uh, address their trauma. Um, if they have significant trauma, we can refer them over to the Kids Crossing Clinic or another therapist in the community to help them. So that's kind of the mission of Groundbreakers, to provide healing and training with uh, youth for a productive life. So when you're talking about this, it sounds like it could have benefit beyond just uh, foster youth. Is it only for foster youth? Um, no. So actually, um, Groundbreakers works with uh, 14 to 17 year olds in the in a kind of our regular programming, um, and uh, the only requirement is uh, that they have Medicaid and they have um, some adverse childhood experiences. So these are kids who've ha- been through some hard stuff growing up. And so, um, yeah, we can work with any teenager that has Medicaid. I mean, we certainly cater to foster kids um, as much as we can, but but it, it expands beyond that scope. Yes. So what kind of work programs do the kids engage in? Okay, so... Um, on on the work side of things, uh, we've partnered with Silver Key here in Colorado Springs, and Silver Key helps kind of impoverished uh, seniors, and uh, they give us a call, and we go out with a crew of kids and staff and um, kind of create this experience for the kids while we work in 
seniors' yards. So many seniors are getting ticketed for having high weeds or or uh, too much debris in their yard, things like that. So we kind of step into that gap, and we do not charge the seniors. So we just kind of uh, use the labor of our kids to help them, and we do not charge them. But at the same time, kids are earning a wage. I assume that is paid yes. for through grants. Uh, yeah. So so we have a few different funding sources, but yes, the kids all receive two different types of wages at Groundbreakers. We do bonuses. We've got this kind of fun poker chip system where uh, they're labeled with the Groundbreakers logo in certain dollar amounts. And based on the kids' behavior and work performance, they get more. Um, and then we also pay them uh, an hourly wage uh, in, in the form of a paycheck. So um, that kind of um, helps them get used to opening a bank account, to cashing checks, to engaging with their family as well. So yes, kids get uh, paid. They get raises as they go through the levels of the program as well. So they get rewarded in a way that, you know, I mean, uh, kids who get jobs, I mean, they tend to develop a lot of great habits. So, you know, I mean, that's a, another way for them to develop as uh, young adults. Uh, now, last week, I understand, Brad, you hosted a music camp. What was the purpose of this? What was what do you see as the overall arching purpose of of connecting teens through music? Yeah, so um, we have a music and beats program in-house. Uh, it's part of the Groundbreakers program. So uh, what we do in the Music and Beats is help uh, the kids connect to music, and we also teach them about why music is a great coping skill, especially making music, music and beats. Um, so we tie it into teaching them about EMDR, teaching them about neurofeedback, different types of therapy that can really go deeper and help address their trauma. And at the same time, the kids get to sit down and make a really great beat. Um, we, we use the GarageBand software. Um, it's fantastic. And the kids can, I mean, if the kids are capable, they could make a whole symphony on there. Um, but a lot of the kids like to rap and uh, do beats. So we uh, partnered with Anthem Music Enterprises. Um, it's located out on Garden of the Gods Road. And we brought um, all of our teens over there to a professional recording studio. And they had guest speakers, including a Grammy award-winning artist, who helped the kids make three songs. And um, so they taught them everything from how to market your music to how to um, how to do lyrics and um, how to conceptualize a song. So it was just it was it was a Christmas gift to the kids in my program to provide that to them, and it was it was so much fun. We had a great time. Sounds great. Okay, and and then how long do teens participate in the program? Yeah. So. Um, your average groundbreakers, the, the program lasts six to eight months. Now, <clears throat> some of the youth progress through closer to that six-month mark where we place them into a job or internship, and then they graduate. Other kids move a little bit slower, 
So we kind of custom fit the length of the program to the each individual client that we work with. So some kids who aren't progressing faster, the program could last eight months or even longer, uh, depending on how, how well they progress. Uh, we strive to be what I refer to as a safe place to fail, meaning um, if teenagers are struggling with behaviors or they act up at work, <clears throat> maybe they violate <clears throat> and, and a boundary at work, uh, we, we do very loving, gentle, corrective action kinds of things to help them uh, maintain and learn from their mistake before we place them into a job or inter uh, internship in the community. Got it, got it. Um, now, I assume viewers and listeners can go to uh, your website, kidscrossing.com, for more information. Uh, where specifically should they look on that website? Um, I have, so we, let me just give you the direct website as well. Great, um, yeah. I, I believe it's posted on the Kids Crossing website, but it's groundbreakerscolorado.com is our website. Groundbreakerscolorado.com. Uh, just repeating yeah. it for our listeners, yeah. Yeah, and there, there's a, a referral form. It, so if you if you or someone you know is um, has a, you know knows a teenager that needs some help um, or needs to kind of step into uh, work setting uh, types of things, uh, you can refer. Uh, a youth out there, if you've got a dirty job that you need to have done, um, even though we do all of our work for the Silver Key seniors for free, we also work for the general public on a donation basis. So we'll come do the job for free and then the customer can decide if they'd like to donate as well. So um, you can also request a, a work quote out on our website. Oh, see, I wish I, I unfortunately had some uh, a relative's uh, home that we had to uh, clear of clutter. And it sure, as much as we liked our clutter clearer, it would have been nice to uh, actually uh, make it uh, something where, you know, it would be maybe uh, seen as a boon and a blessing for, uh, as opposed to just a really tough job. <laughs> and yeah. uh, this is yeah. one way to do and it. That's, a perfect, that's the perfect type of job for us. Right. Because yeah, there's no time do, frame, you know. you know, it's just get it done. It's yeah. a big job and, you know, someone's got to yeah. do it. So, yeah. All right. Well, we great. Like to roll our sleeves up and get dirty. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Yes. We love that. So. Okay. Well, again, if you want to talk more about this or find out more, uh, Brad's uh, part of the organization is at uh, groundbreakerscolorado.com. You can find out more information there. We need to take a break. You're listening to The Extra. We're back with the extra and, of course, our show today focusing on Kids Crossing. And earlier we were talking about uh, the fact that, and I don't want to say that foster teens are difficult to place because it's not the teenagers themselves that are difficult to place. It's just a difficult category for which to recruit uh foster parents uh, foster parents sometimes see that as you know we know our teen years were so difficult to navigate ourselves and and so you know how can we provide that support for another teenager whose whose life uh, struggles and life journey maybe like uh, ben was uh, referring to much difficult more difficult than themselves uh, one of the programs that kids crossing has the groundbreakers program and brad roundsville was telling us about that brad what 
I mean, what was the inspiration for this? And what do you think the teens get out of it? Well, um, the inspiration um, happened a long time ago. Um, I've been doing this mission for almost 17 years. And um, it it all started with a a therapist uh, in the community that, that basically started paying some kids to do some work while they were doing therapy. And um, then we realized that um, kids need to learn how to work. So so that's kind of how it started. And, and you get how being in a communal setting where maybe the expectations are a little bit, not lighter, but definitely more um, productive in coaching being in a coaching situation is much uh, vastly more beneficial for these teenagers uh, and, and will help them hopefully develop those skills that, like you said, you know, everyone needs to learn to work. And, uh, you know, if you unfortunately lack that adult constancy in your life, uh, some kids may get left behind in that learning curve. Um, so again, if you want to find out more information about what Brad runs the Groundbreakers program, you can go to Groundbreakers Colorado. Uh, we have Amy Davis on the line, and uh, and I do want to thank you, Brad, because I think you're about to ring off. So, Brad, thank you so much for joining us here on The Extra. Okay, I think he's on and off, but anyway, hopefully he knows that we're grateful. Amy Davis, who's also with the show, um, with the organization Kids Crossing. Uh, Amy Davis, first of all, tell us about the programs and events that Kid Crossing hosts that support foster families. Hi, Shannon. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, we have a ton of programs. I know you've been on (laughs) with Ben and Brad, so you've probably heard a little bit about what we have, but among things like our therapy, in-home supports, um, you know, groundbreakers that you just heard about, we have a couple of other really great programs and events that we do. So we have an educational program devoted to supporting our foster youth that's called Connect for Success. And we also have a trauma-informed camp that we do every year called Camp Bobby. And I was actually on, I think last year with you, Shannon, talking a bit about camp Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, it it sounded like such a rewarding uh, experience because like you pointed out, this is, first of all, there's such a healing aspect of being in nature that we keep learning more and more and more about. And so that's beneficial to the kids who are in this uh, situation, but also the fact that, uh, you know, this is one place where they can go and maybe not feel like such fish out of water because they're surrounded by uh, people who want to see them succeed at this. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, our, you know, our kids don't get the chance to go to camps like that. So we, every program that we have at Kids Crossing has really been tailored to fit the specific needs of youth that are in foster care, that have experienced trauma, and have had a lot of displacement. I love it. Why, why do you think this is the critical, uh, I guess, component of supporting foster parents and kids? Yeah, um, you know, being choosing to be a foster parent is is a huge commitment. We have some of the most amazing foster parents. They're such selfless people. And and obviously, like we said, the kids that come into their care have so many unique needs. And so every program that we we have is 
is meant for that purpose. We want to create opportunities where families have the option to have support from a network of people who really understand the needs of their kids, but then also to give these kids opportunities to have chances to have as normal of a life as possible. They spend a lot of time going to appointments and visitations and, and have a lot of commitments that the goal is to help them get back on the correct developmental trajectory. And so with all of that, it can be really difficult and taxing on parents and kids. And so everything that we have in place is just meant to make that a little bit easier. Right, right. Uh, you mentioned Camp Fabian, and we talked about this a little while ago, and we talked about it last year, but like like you said, but I, I just <laughs> want to uh, mine this for a little bit more uh, of the elements. Let's just tease out what this experience is like for kids. Yeah, yeah, Camp Fabian, we love it so much. So it's, it was actually, you know, named after our, founder, our founders, Jan and Larry Fabian, um, we really just wanted to have a space that, like you said, allowed our kids to get outside, but also gave them an opportunity to feel successful at that. Um, many of our kids, if they were to go to a typical camp setting, would maybe struggle being successful and being able to stay overnight just for, you know, various issues, maybe anxiety about being away from caregivers or uh, emotional or behavioral needs or even maybe medication needs would be a barrier. So we decided let's create our own camp to ensure that our kids have an opportunity to go and to feel successful. So um, we partnered with Camp Shady Brook last year and we'll, we'll be doing that again this year, who already has a very amazing trauma-informed staff and all of the activities within camp are really structured around how do we make sure that that this is an experience where they're learning things about themselves. They're, they're pushing themselves just outside of their comfort zone, but, but in the safety of staff. And so in addition to Camp Shady Brook staff, we have our own Kids Crossing staff go up who the kids are familiar with and feel safe with so that throughout the course of the weekend, they're just really able to let their guard down and have fun. I love it. I love it. Um, it's not the only project you have that supports the kids. Uh, there's also the program Connect for Success. Tell us about this. Yes, I'm so excited about <laughs> our education program. So we have a really amazing director of our education program. She's a former um, special education teacher and also former foster parent. So she had all of the lenses that were really necessary to make this program successful. But yeah, Connect for Success is exclusively um, an educational support program for our foster youth. Uh, Lynette's amazing. We've got a kind of a cohort of tutors who work with our Colorado Springs and Pueblo um, locations. They do an amazing job just really helping get creative with how we can help these kids learn with things like, you know, flexible seating. You're not, if you walk into one of our tutoring rooms, you're not going to see our kids just sitting at a desk. They're going to be moving around the room. They're going to be working one-on-one -on -one with their, their tutor. But in addition to that, we also, um, the education program also goes into the school system and helps advocate at 504 and IEP meetings for the unique needs of our kids and how their brains operate and how to help teachers and administrators be more successful in supporting kids in foster care and, and really how their brains are operating. So 
there's so many amazing things that the program does, but those are kind of the major ones. Um, it was really neat, actually, last summer, you know, Lynette wanted to make sure our kids weren't going to have a couple of months of downtime between school and lose some of the momentum. So she did some experiential kind of hands-on learning and um, a group of girls in our foster homes created a lemonade stand and, you know, figured out how much it was going to cost to run the stand and how much you need to spend to make a profit on it and all of these things. And they, they ran the lemonade stand at our office and they really enjoyed it. And it was really fun to be a part of, but it's just a program that really takes education to the next level and really takes into consideration the needs of, of our kids and just kind of a little bit of a tweak on what they might be getting in the school system to help them get caught up. Cause many of the kids that, you know, come into foster care, unfortunately end up with gaps in those educational pieces as well. Right. Uh, because, uh, you know, it, 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 you talk about the trauma, you talk about, you know, the court system uh, that uh, ends up, uh, you know, through which these children are ending up in foster care and all of that. Uh, I mean, how can you study when you're going through something like that? So uh, like you mm-hmm. said, this is a wonderful way to get people, uh, get the community together to support the kids. Um, so again, people should find out more by going to kidscrossing.com, I'm assuming. How else can listeners find out and support these programs? Yeah, so we, I'm really excited. I know last year when I came on, we were talking about the cornhole fundraiser. So we will be having another cornhole fundraiser. Oh, yay! Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it again. It was a huge success. Everybody loved it. It was a lot of fun. We're going to push it back a little bit into September. It was the one complaint was that it was really hot. But if that's the only complaint, I think we did all right. So I'm really excited. We're going to do that again. Um, and we're also actually going to have a fundraiser in February, February 22nd at um, Looney's Comedy Corner benefiting our Connect for Success educational program. Um, So it'll be a comedy night. We've got an amazing headliner, Al Goodwin, and then actually our our executive director, Lee Osterley, will also be doing a stand-up bit for that show, which is really, really cool. So um, yes, people can go to kidscrossing.com. We are doing a little bit of maintenance on the website currently, but we will have an event calendar up and running soon. Also, they can definitely go and follow us on social media, specifically Facebook, but also Instagram. We do a good job of posting updates, save the dates, and things like that for different fundraising opportunities, event opportunities, and just all the different ways that people can come out and support us. Oh, great. Well, Amy, we need to take a short break here. Uh, We're a little past the time when I normally take a break. So let's take a short break. When we come back, more from Amy and Ben at Kids Crossing. You're listening to The Extra. I'm your host, Shannon Bernius. We're back with The Extra and our guests representing Kids Crossing, an organization that's committed to the placing of foster kids in our community, as well as the support of those who choose to be an adult caregiver for these foster children and and really, you know, a parent and a friend uh, when you come right down to it. Ben Schock, who joined us at the beginning of the show, who is also the placement coordinator for Kids Crossing. Uh, what would you want our listeners to know about the rewards of being involved as a foster parent? Yeah, um, again, thanks for having us on and um, really appreciate this conversation and the exposure of just getting the word out for foster parents and foster homes. 
Um, but I, I think I would want people to know that, you know, they they have these opportunities and, and maybe it might not even through be through kids crossing, it may be just in their in their general life, but anytime you could, you know, be available for a young person or a family to help them through maybe a less than ideal time or a very hard situation. Um, you know, these are the, the same kids that are our neighbors or are going to school with our kids that are playing on the playgrounds with our, there's nothing different about kids in foster care than any other regular kid out there that just needs somebody in their life. That's going to be a positive for them. So, um, you know, that's, that's something that if you have the time and the ability and, and the heart and, and the home for that, then, then please consider foster care and, and, and being there for a kid that may need you. And and we talked about this earlier. There really isn't a, any disqualifier if you have the right intention and 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 are conducting your own life, you know, with a you know a modicum of responsibility. I mean, anyone can make the ideal foster parent, right? Oh yeah, I think that we definitely want foster parents and foster homes that reflect all of our families and all the people in our communities. You know, single parents. Uh, someone who lives in an apartment or someone who lives in a, a rural area um, in the middle of the city, um, you know, married couples, um, you know, two moms, two dads, any, any of, you know, across the board, a wide spectrum of, of, of families that, you know, those kids are going to need, you know, someplace that's familiar and, and a, a home that maybe looks like theirs too. So we really need to have um, a good variety of, of families and that reflects that what our city and our community actually looks like. Ben and Amy, we're entering our final minute or so here. Um, I'm going to ask both of you, and I'm going to start with Amy. What would you like the takeaway uh, for listeners to be? I'll start. Actually, I said I'll start with Ben. How about if I start with, no, Ben, you're first. You're first up to bat. What would you like the right. takeaway for our listeners to be from this hour of conversation about the mission the need for foster parents, uh, how they can get connected through Kids Crossing. What would you like our listeners to know most? Um, you know, I think that if you consider that, you know, we don't, sometimes it's not about being parents forever. It's not about being the parents beforehand. It's just about being the parents that these kiddos might need right now in this moment. Um, and if you have that in your heart and in your family and have those discussions and, and be serious and, and, you know, take your time and make sure you make the decisions and that are going to work for you and your family. But, um, you know, please you know, consider reaching out and, and talking to us at Kids Crossing and we can kind of walk you through the process and, and get you set up. Great. And, and Amy Davis, uh, it's so much that we discussed, but I, I do want you to, in this final minute, not just say why people should consider Kids Crossing and supporting it, but also uh, about these dates for people who may uh, not even know about the mission but want to get involved, want to support. Tell us more. Yeah, Shannon, I was going to just piggyback off of Ben, too, and say, you know, not everybody can foster, you know, and, and we get that and we understand that it's, like Ben said, you know, it's a big decision that you're right. making for yourself and for your family. But and sometimes the bandwidth isn't there, you know, and I under yeah. I get that. And it's totally okay. And that's why, you know, I love my role so much because I'm able to really help people understand the ways that they can support these kids and support these families outside of being a foster parent. And, and that really does come down to the different events that we have and so, like I said, yes, I'm really excited. Um, February 22nd 
at 6 p.m. at Looney's Comedy Corner, we are doing a comedy night, Laughs for Learning fundraiser for our educational program. And um, probably within the next day or so, we will have tickets for sale available on our website. You can also find that ticket link within the next few days on our Facebook page as well. I know this one is down, down the road, but we do have another fundraiser coming up in September, September 8th for our cornhole fundraiser. So those, and that goes to Camp Fabian. So those are things that will be coming up. Obviously in between we have so many amazing other drives. We do a school supplies drive to make sure all of our kids have the supplies that they need to start the school year off successfully. So if you just come to our website, you'll be able to find so many different opportunities to, to support us and our families and our kids in the ways that, that fit best for you. I love it. And and that cornhole contest, that, that fills up, right, with teams. I seem to remember last year it was like, oh, <laughs> too late because it all filled up. Yeah, so. <laughs> it did. Yep, it got filled up. So I'll definitely be, hopefully I'll be able to pop back on and maybe you betcha. chat again at <laughs> yeah, we'll always get the message to our listeners about this. It's a cause that's dear to my heart. Uh, we have a couple of, of friends who have uh, gone this route and, and ended up loving it so much uh, that they continued on for, well, they made it a lifetime commitment. So uh, I get it. I get it. Anyway, to the folks at Kids Crossing, thank you for joining us. And earlier uh, to Brad Roundsville, who joined us, I would just want to give a big thank you for telling our listeners about Kids Crossing. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. This is The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. Tom Martino, up after the break.